Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 178, Memory Steer Diagnostics. This one, I think, uh, has always, uh, it's well, it's going to be interesting, I think, um, because this is something that can happen uh, when the car is being potentially repaired and they don't quite catch everything, or uh, sometimes customers will think that they have a pull on their front steering, and reality is is that it's it's what's called memory steer. So um, it's it's an interesting article. It's it is an article from a trade magazine. I will be reading it. It's from a, a magazine called Brake and Front End, and the article is written by a Brian Sexton, who is quite a prolific technical writer. Um, you know, it's it's not uh, not real technical, but it is good info, and hopefully you'll get something out of it. So um, here we go. We all know that customers don't always speak the same language as us. They may come into your shop saying that their vehicle doesn't sound right, but they can't give you any more details. In these moments, we need to try to coax out whatever information they might have, even if they don't realize how helpful they can be. This can be challenging for techs, but not impossible. Here's an example. Customer states that their steering doesn't feel right. After performing a road test, you notice that the steering wheel doesn't want to return to center after completing a turn. This is a sign of memory steer. While it is not a common issue with modern suspension and steering systems, it can still occur and can be really challenging to diagnose. So, how do you recognize when a vehicle is exhibiting signs of memory steer and what can cause it? What is memory steer? Memory steer is a phenomenon in which the steering wheel doesn't want to return to center after going around a turn or the vehicle may exhibit a moderate to severe pull in one direction after completing a turn. Finally, the driver will feel as if they constantly need to make steering corrections in order to keep the vehicle driving straight ahead. This is a com- commonly referred to as wandering steering. We know that the steering wheel should want to return to center when turned in either direction, thanks to the caster angle. While you and I know this, and we know why it works, our customers likely can't say the same. They simply expect the wheel to return to center because it always has before. So if their vehicle starts to exhibit signs of memory steer, it can really catch them off guard. What causes memory steer? We can summarize the cause of memory steer in one word, binding. There are a number of suspension and steering components that can cause memory steer if they are worn out or faulty, but the task of diagnosing exactly which components is at fault can be a difficult one. In a typical McPherson strut setup, the strut assembly contains the strut, the coil spring, the bearing, and the upper mount. There aren't a lot of areas in the strut assembly which could cause a memory steer condition. Some technicians may be fooled into thinking that the strut rod may have been bent by some form of abuse or impact from a collision. However, this is highly unlikely since the strut rod is extremely strong. If your customer is complaining of memory steer on a vehicle equipped with McPherson struts, the bearing underneath the upper mount is a much more likely suspect. Since the upper mount is affixed inside the strut tower, the strut assembly needs to rotate on the bearing whenever the wheel is turned. As the vehicle ages, the bearing ages as well. Over time, water, salt, and debris will find their way inside the bearing shell and displace the grease from inside. 
This can cause the bearing to wear out rather quickly, causing it to freeze or lock up. Once this happens, the strut assembly won't pivot freely anymore, and the steering wheel won't return to center as it once did. Now, let's talk about solid front axles, which are found in, in heavy-duty trucks. There are two components which can cause memory steer in solid front axles, the ball joints and the front axle U-joints. The ball joints can be damaged due to improper installation or handling, causing them to bind up while rotating the knuckle. This is why it is so important to always use the proper tooling whenever pressing in new ball joints. The tooling must always support the mounting flange, not the ball socket or housing. If the outer U-joints on the front axle start to freeze or bind up, you may notice signs of memory steer or wandering steering. Tips and tricks. Here are a few tricks to add to your toolbox. If you're working on a truck with a solid front axle and you want to pinpoint the source of a wandering steering complaint, lift the truck and remove the front wheels. Disconnect the steering linkage and the sway bar from both sides of the truck. Then pivot the knuckle back and forth by hand. Next, rotate the brake rotor 90 degrees and pivot the knuckle again. If the knuckle binds up in either direction, the outer sha axle shaft U-joint is most likely the culprit. If you're working on a vehicle with, Mc with McPherson struts, lift the vehicle and remove the front wheels. Disconnect the tie rod end and the sway bar from the knuckle, then rotate the strut assembly back and forth by hand. Listen for the sound of a growling bearing, and if you can feel any binding or grinding transferring through the strut assembly. The bearing is the likely suspect in this case. Don't be fooled by steering bind. Finally, let's talk about a related issue, but one which is not the same as memory steer. That issue is known as power steering bind. As the name suggests, this occurs when the steering wheel becomes difficult or impossible to rotate during a turn. <clears throat> Excuse me. This concern is often misdiagnosed due to the number of components which could be to blame, but we're going to tell you how to narrow it down. If the wheel binds up with the engine at idle, rev the engine up to 1500 to 2000 RPM and try again. Doing this will increase the output from the power steering pump, and that added hydraulic pressure should be able to overcome any mechanical binding coming from the steering shaft U-joints. If the steering is still binding up with the engine, if the, if the steering is still binding up with the engine at 1500 to 2000 RPM, this points to something outside of the steering column. If there, is a, if there is a steering shaft between the column and the pinion on the rack or gearbox, try disconnecting it and see if the U-joints move freely. Remembering that, remember that a binding ball joint, steering gearbox, or faulty steering linkage would still cause the steering wheel to bind, regardless of hydraulic pressure. So, again, that's written for a technician, a repair technician, but, um, you know, it helps you to kind of better understand uh, this is something you can certainly, if you feel something changing on your car, uh, maybe you can try some of those things that he mentioned. And again, not that you're trying to diagnose the car yourself, but the more information that you can relate to the technician or the shop owner, whoever's writing the repair order, um, you know, that you've noticed, hey, this or that, or that if you increase the engine speed, the steering feels differently. Those are all good things for the technician to be able to hopefully use to recreate um, the symptom, okay, and he'll have a, a much better likelihood of finding out what the actual problem is, so, <clears throat> excuse me, so, that's the end of that one, um, hopefully you got something out of it, and again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com, 
And I'm, again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad's Motor Works. So I appreciate you listening, and uh, hopefully that was of some value to you. Uh, hopefully you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you. And thank you again.